Well, I wonder how many of you grew up or uh, just can really remember with great fondness holiday traditions like Thanksgiving. Many, many of us, I hope. You know, what's, what's so interesting to me as a grandfather now is Kathy and I had our family traditions when we were kids, and then you bring those together as a couple, and then we had some with our own children, and now they are, because they're parents, now they are creating those traditions with their kids. And because we're grandma and grandpa, we get to be a part of some of that. And there's just something very, very special. And what you'll notice, those of you who down the road might have children or currently have children who become adult children, is that's the kind of stuff they remember. I mean, they remember some kind of off-the-wall stuff too. But when you talk about their past they will talk about Christmas. They'll talk about Thanksgiving. And in our case, this is because we live in awesome Winona Lake. Fourth of July is just a great celebration, a family celebration. That's our summer Christmas, we call it. Because many of my family now run the 4K. Even my, two of my grandkids will be doing that. Uh, I don't anymore. I was a runner, but that's, those days are long gone because uh, of my feet primarily. But anyway, um, Thanksgiving is a big deal for us too. And let me tell you one of our family Thanksgiving traditions that has become really meaningful. And that is I get to be the one who prays and my wife makes this unbelievable meal. She's incredible. And it's just, you know, food everywhere it seems like. Our grandkids are 11, the youngest is three. And so before I pray for the meal and we eat, I say, when we're done eating, I'd love for everybody here to share th three things that they want to thank Jesus for. It's pretty fun to hear three-year-olds share what they're thankful for, or six-year-olds, or nine-year-olds, or 11-year-olds. It's super meaningful to hear adults share. Because, you know, when we talk about, especially our past year, 2018, some of us for some of us, 2018 would not have been a stellar year in terms of wonderful blessing and comfort and all those types of things. In fact, the opposite may be the case. But you know, when you have the right perspective, the biblical perspective on life, we really can be thankful even for those really difficult years. Amen? We really can. And so there's a verse, and I'm only going to be sharing a little bit from the Word because as I mentioned earlier, we're going to take time to do the roving mic, and you're going to complete a sentence, I thank God that he fill in the blank, and we are going to be blessed by what God is teaching you or what God has done in your life. So we'll do that in a little bit, but there's a powerful verse, a key verse about Thanksgiving that to me is about as foundational as, as many, many verses are in the New Testament. That verse, and it's one that many of you know, is in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 8, excuse me, no, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, no eight chapters in Thessalonians. Any of you turn into chapter 8 when I said that? Uh, chapter 5, verse 18. And what's so interesting is this is the third in a series of one statement uh, commands. Rejoice always, verse 16. Pray without ceasing, verse 17. 
in everything, give thanks. For this, thanksgiving, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What a great verse. Not necessarily intuitive. In everything, give thanks. Really? Yeah. So I got a couple observations I want to share with you that I hope are really helpful this morning. And here's my first one. In everything is not the same as for everything. In everything is not the same as for everything. Here's the idea. Here's another way we could say what I just said. In the midst of life, have a mindset, have a worldview, have a set of lenses that are thankful, that are filled with gratitude. It's the whole way we look at life. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you. Now, when I think about Thanksgiving, I think of different types or different levels of Thanksgiving. So let me give you a level one Thanksgiving. This is probably the most common one. Nothing wrong with it. It's wonderful. It's good. But I would call it basic Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving 101, level one. Lord, I'm thankful for the things that uh, I can experience and I can see. Thank you for good health. Thank you for a close, loving family. Thank you for a job which enables me to pay the bills. Thank you for sunshine in northern Indiana on a wintry day. You thank him for that? Amen to that, even if it's 28 degrees. You know, thanking him for the tangible things is important. It's good. But I think it's thankfulness 101. I really do. Because it's basically saying, Lord, I will give you thanks for the good gifts that I experience. But what do you do when you're not getting the good gifts? What do you do when, when that's not there? In fact, when the good gifts are withheld from you. And maybe we could even answer that. What do you do when there's tragedy? What do you do when there is profound loss in your life, like a loved one, like a child? You see, level one Thanksgiving is appropriate, but it's basic. It's saying as long as the good things come, I'm grateful. But that's not what the verse is saying. It's saying, in everything, give thanks. In everything. So let me talk to you about level two. 201, we could call it Thanksgiving. Level two Thanksgiving is for things not seen, but are true, because God has said they're true. That's Thanksgiving level two. My salvation and the fact that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for my sin. Number two, that God loves me unconditionally. Number three, that God's promise to never leave or forsake me is a promise from him. That God's commitment to me is to help me grow 
into the image of his son. And God is committed to that in my life. And that's just a sample of a number of things that you and I, my friends, need to be grateful for. Because you know what? The circumstances of life, whether or not things are pleasant and positive and, and, and comforting in our lives, don't matter. Because level two thanksgiving, 201 thankfulness or thanksgiving, is based on the unchangeable. It's based upon what God has said is true about you if you're one of his children. And that's why we can, in everything, give thanks. Because my thanksgiving is not rooted in what comes my way, how I am uh, cared for tangibly. My thankfulness is rooted in who I am in Christ, who I am as a child of God. And so that's when I, why when I talk about a mindset, a worldview, a set of lenses that's something, and I'm sure you're this way as well, that's something I have to be reminded of and remind myself of constantly. Because our tendency, we are so, we are so temporal, aren't we? We are so in tune with the reality of this life that we often forget those incredible truths about who we are in Christ. I love Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. You see, the only way that I can live in thankfulness and live with a heart and a perspective of life that is gratitude-oriented as opposed to grumbling, complaining-oriented is if I'm committed to the truths that are unseen, but that I embrace and I cling to because I'm a child of God. And my friends, that's what gets us through. It really does. Some of the really deep valleys of life. You know, as I was thinking about this verse, sometimes I like to think about Scripture like, where's a verse that's kind of the opposite? Where's a verse in Scripture that, that talks about something on the other side of the spectrum of gratitude and at least saying how we should not live? And I'll tell you what came to mind. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. This will be up on the screen. Do all things without grumbling or disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Look at this. Among whom you appear as lights in the world. You know what? Thankfulness is one of our greatest distinctions as Christians. It, it's, it's one of those traits that is so unlike the world that it helps us shine as lights. You will be children above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. One of the ways that you and I can just shine the light of Jesus where we are is to be people who are grateful, people who are thankful. Now, sometimes when you talk about thankfulness and having this kind of perspective or attitude on thankfulness, people say, you're just really naive. 
You know, you're like positive on steroids. Come on. You're so naive. Don't you love when people, when really pessimistic people refer to themselves as realists? I want to say, you need to tone down some of your realism then. Because it's like, everything you talk about is what's wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's bad? What's bad? No. Biblical thankfulness, my friends, is rooted in who we are in Christ and that we have an amazing Father in heaven and we have an incredible Savior and we have a Holy Spirit who indwells us and that our eternity is secure in Him. Right? That's right. And that's where we live. And when we live there, we can say, Lord, I don't get this, I don't understand this, and I hate what I'm going through, but you're in charge, you're in control, you love me, and I think you're growing me up through this, and I need to get grown up in Jesus. And that's so much of what's happened in my life through some of the really challenging times I've had and Kathy and I have had is, Lord, you're growing me up. I want to embrace it. Help me to embrace it, not to grumble and gripe and complain and throw a tantrum like a child would. Do all things without grumbling. Grumbling, the, the, the King James word for grumbling is murmuring. You know, I think a murmuring. Isn't that a good word? Murmur, 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 you know. Um, I th- you know that, that's kind of like when you talk to yourself. Ever do that? Had a hard confrontation with your boss or your spouse and you turn around and they'd say, what'd you say? <laughs> Ever happened to any of you? What'd you say? Nothing. Now, I heard you saying something. That's often grumbling is going on. Not words of blessing. Grumbling. You know what disputing is? It's when you take grumbling into your relationship. Disputing is doing battle with another person. Disputing is, you better believe I'm right, because I am always right. Haven't you figured that out yet? Come on. Disputing is, it's all about me. It's all about winning. And he says, do all things without grumbling or complaining. In doing so, you are distinctly demonstrating you're a child of God. Isn't that what you want to be? Don't you want to shine your light for Jesus? I know you do. You a grumbler? No hands. You a grumbler? And don't let the person next to you, if it's a family member, answer that question for you. Let them do that at lunch, okay? Or some other time. Grumbling can become such a habit. Discontentment can become such a constant, perpetual way of thinking. You know, instead of having those lenses of gratitude, it's just a lens of discontentment. And uh, our Father doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Okay, in everything is not the same as for everything. That's one observation. Let me quickly give you a second one, and that is that God's will for us is to dwell in gratitude. To dwell in gratitude. I like to say it this way, we pitch the gratitude tent and we live in it. <laughs> That's my attempt at a visual. We pitch the gratitude tent and we choose to live in it. We dwell in gratitude. Now, I know people, my wife is one, I know people who've 
been through some very, very difficult uh, things, have had terrible news like you have cancer. I know other people who've been through just horrendous, difficult, tragic events in their lives have lost a child to death or have just been through very, very difficult, tragic experiences. And some of them have told me this, and I think this is brilliant. I think this is so incredible. And that is that they have said they've decided to keep a daily thankfulness journal. And I think there's a book even written on this. A thankfulness journal. And the goal is every morning, as you open a journal, a notebook of some kind, you have to think of two things, and maybe even three, if it's an extra good day. Two or three things to just say, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for my cup of coffee. That is very legit, okay? Just so you know. In my case, two cups of coffee in the morning. Thank you, Lord, for kids that are learning things at Sunday school at church. Thank you, Lord, that you helped my daughter get an A on her math test. That was a big deal to her. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing a deep work in me. It's painful, but it's worth it. Thank you, Lord. You fill in the blank. Now, can you imagine if you do that every morning for weeks, for months, and a focus, maybe even before you go off to work or go off to wherever you might go, and the focus is to think about something you're thankful for. It can be huge in your mind. It can be minuscule. It can be small. But you know what you're doing? You're training your mind in thankfulness, in gratitude. Does that sound like a good thing to do? It is a powerful thing to do. Because now you begin to look at life from that perspective. Because every day you have to think of, okay, what am I grateful for today? Well, I've talked about all this, and I've talked about my kids, and I've talked about this, and I've talked about this person. Okay, something new. Hmm. And it gets you just to begin to shape your whole way of thinking, Lord, thank you for this. And I think that, in a lot of ways, is what helps us get to, in everything, give thanks. That's what helps us get there. It's this dwelling, it's what I call pitching the tent of gratitude and deciding to live in it. This is who I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to look at life. In everything, give thanks. Did you see what it also says? For this is God's will for you. It's been a while since I did a study on how many times it says this is God's will in the New Testament. But I'm remembering it's a handful, like maybe even one handful. It's certainly less than 10. It may be closer to five. I mean, it is not often that Scripture overtly, clearly says this is God's will. But it says it here. This is God's will. What's God's will? In everything, give thanks. This is God's will. It's not an option. Not something you might want to consider or ponder. Not something you might want to do when, you know, the kids are grown. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is God's will. Explicitly, we are told that. So here's my, um, here's my big theme 
statement that I want you to remember, that I'm trying to remember, and that is that Thanksgiving is not just a holiday, it's a lifestyle. Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. No, it's a lifestyle. And my prayer for you, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is that you, if you aren't already, you and I will become known as people whose lives overflow with blessing and gratitude. First and foremost, for Jesus. And then for all the other ways that you are blessed and all the other ways that he has just poured out his blessing in your life. Namely, and first and foremost, that you're his child, if you are. Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. It really is a lifestyle. Would you pray with me, Father in heaven? Thank you for this important, very foundational reminder that you want us to view life through the lens of gratitude and thanksgiving and praise to you. You are more than worthy of that. Forgive us for the times, Father, that we grumble and gripe, for the times that we fight and dispute with others. And may our lives just take a right turn toward gratitude, toward thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, for also what you're doing in the lives of these men and women and boys and girls. And I pray that as we share in a moment that, uh, that you would give people courage to share if you want them to so that we could be blessed as we hear of, of your goodness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.